the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. All right, welcome into a Taco Tuesday edition of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco chilling with Liv Moods. Liv coming off an interesting three-game slate on Monday. Want to just debrief with you first. How are you? Second, are we better than the Nets are today? I think everyone is better than the Nets are today, (laughs) for sure. So, yes, I am much better than the Nets today. Uh, Yeah, the three games yesterday, very interesting. Um, Raptors showed up. Uh, you were on the right side of that one, taking the Raptors to cover the spread. Who knew they were going to win outright? I did not expect that. Uh, the Nets, embarrassing is all I have to say on that. That's uh, really tough to get swept. How do you go from being the favorite to win the championship to getting swept in the first round? It does not make sense to me, um, but it happened. So shout out to the Nets. And uh, what was the other game on the slate? Um, Jazz, Dallas. Very happy I was on the right side of that game, taking the Mavericks. Luka went berserk as we knew he would. Um, That game was super boring because the Jazz just didn't really compete. So, uh, yeah, very interesting. I think biggest shock factor there was the Raptors. I did not expect them to win outright, but shout out to them. Doc Rivers in the playoffs. Fade him every time, especially uh, when it's down to the wire and they're trying to win the series. He is automatic fade. So, yeah. Yeah, no team has ever blown a 3-0 seriously in the playoffs live. And Doc is going up to a hostile Drake courtside environment for game six. I'm nervous about that one. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But today is today. We got another three games. Exciting, exciting slate. Let's start out with the best team in the NBA as far as record goes. Without Devin Booker here, one and one in the series, without him, two and two is the exact 
series right now. Game five back in Phoenix. The line right now on FanDuel minus six and a half. Suns also minus 270 on the money line. How are we feeling about game five between the Suns and the Pels? Uh I mean, the Pelicans look really great right now. They look, they're very exciting, very competitive. They are, they are not backing down. They are absolutely putting up a fight in this series. And to be honest with you, I think they have the momentum right now. Um, You cannot have a guy like Chris Paul without Devin Booker only scoring four points in a game. It's just not going to work for them. And if he doesn't step up offensively, it's going to be a very, sad ending to the Suns' season. Um, and that's just the reality of it. When you have Devin Booker out, who's the leading scorer, he's the main guy on offense for the Suns' team. The next person you think of is the veteran, uh, the guy that has, you know, has been in this league, um, the guy that you expect to not have the playoff pressure affect him. And that guy is Chris Paul. And having four points in a game is just not going to cut it. Uh, so if Chris Paul doesn't step up and, and have a little bit more dominance on offense, I think that we can go ahead and just say that the Pelicans are going to take this series. I mean, he's up against CJ McCollum. Um, Valanchunas is a very dominant center that knows how to score efficiently. Uh, Brandon Ingram is that guy. Uh, so it's just, you cannot, Chris Paul cannot afford to score four points in a playoff series game. Um, and he did. So I don't really know what to say other than this is kind of what we saw from Chris Paul last year. Uh, lots of turnovers from him. He just did not play as efficiently as I think many people anticipated. I know I felt like Chris Paul was kind of a letdown last year, and I'm starting to get the same vibes. I'm not trying to downplay his talent because, of course, you know, he's had some pretty solid games within this series. He had a 30-point game, a 28-point game, a 17-point game, but a four-point game, there's not much you can do with that. So. Uh, I do worry about the Suns. I feel like the Pelicans have the momentum. They're very dominant on offense. And I think I think they might win this series, Monaco. I really do. Wow. So you're going, you're going Pels plus six and a half. I think so. I wow. think I just might. I'm I'm really emotionally wrapped up in this. I got Suns futures for days. Um I'm nervous. I'm definitely nervous. I think six and a half is, is a little aggressive. It's kind of a big line and a big number for, I I almost positive. This is the same line, very similar to game one when they had Devin Booker. So I'm, I'm a little perplexed why, you know, we know in the NFL, you lose a star player. It affects, especially quarterback, the line we're seeing six and a half here after a Pelicans outright win. I'm going to try not to read too much into game four. And this is no offense to your nuggets, but I mean, a home team backs against the wall, role players prevail and step up. You saw that in a big way with the Herbert Jones and the Alvarados. And I mean, geez, Alvarado is more obnoxious than my upstairs Manhattan neighbor for what he's doing to Chris Paul right now. I really hope he can school this young in and, it was also a combination of the Suns role players didn't step up. We haven't seen Cam Johnson have a good game yet in this series. Michael Bridges, eight points in game four, his worst game. Cameron Payne hasn't broken double digits. He was huge last year in the playoffs as a backup role. I mean, geez, Aaron Holiday came in. I even realized Aaron Holiday was on the Suns to get seven points in two minutes at the end of that game. So it went as poorly a as it could have gone for Phoenix in game four. And I think they got it out of their system. We do see that each team is two and two against the spread. And they've covered every game that they've won in this series. 
And we also know when Chris Paul hits over 20 points, they win. So I think we should be expecting, and we'll talk about it in a little, a big game from CP3, just too, too much of a consummate pro here. And he knows, and Monty Williams knows, this team just needs to get through this series. I do see it going seven more than likely, but I do think that the Suns win tonight. They have to win tonight. If they don't win, then we may be staring at a Mavericks-Pelicans second round, which is, as a Laker fan, makes me want to just walk back, walk 3,000 miles to get this out of my system because I'm so upset. But yeah, I'm looking at it like role players at home here. Get right. Those three men in particular, Bridges, Johnson, and Payne, they can all give us double digits, which they're perfectly capable of. Aiton can give us over 20. Chris can give us over 20. I think they get it done on the road. I'm going to swallow the six and a half reluctantly, but I'm going to take the Suns tonight. Okay. All right, Liv, we got another riveting matchup. Game five, it is knotted at 2-2. The very highly anticipated Grizzlies-T-Wolves game here. Back in Memphis, the line on FanDuel is the Grizzlies minus six and minus 240 on the money line. Memphis has looked pretty good at home, minus that game one on the whole season here, as well as defending home court against Minnesota on the year. But how do you like game five shaking out here tonight? Yeah, I mean, I think that the Grizzlies play very well at home, to your point. And uh, I am I'm very frustrated with this Timberwolves team right now. Um, I have no connection to them. I haven't really ever been a Timberwolves fan. Um, but I think when you look at this matchup, you look at these two rosters, Talent-wise, they're very evenly matched, in my opinion. Um, when you're looking at the centers, I think Carl Anthony Towns is a great player. So is Steven Adams. Even looking at the point guards from a defensive perspective, Patrick Beverly, very strong. Offensive perspective, John Morant, very strong. I think talent-wise, these rosters are evenly matched. And here's the problem. And I've said it once, and I'll say it again. The Timberwolves do not play smart basketball. And it is so frustrating to watch. And it is very frustrating to bet on this team. They are probably the worst team when it comes to closing out games. They fall apart in the fourth quarter, and it is just – it's so hard to watch. So I don't know how you back the Timberwolves right now under pressure um, on the road when the Grizzlies play so dominant at home and this Timberwolves team just cannot close out a game. So I'm frustrated. I mean, we've seen them in a game blow two separate 20-point leads um, the last game – I don't mean to, uh, you know, be cliche and kind of follow the crowd here, but uh, the refs really, really helped the Timberwolves out in that last game. And I think if it weren't for those bad calls, it would have been a whole lot closer. We saw Desmond Bain with a three-pointer at the buzzer to make it a one-point win for the Timberwolves. And I think there were a lot of calls in favor of the Timberwolves throughout that game. So I don't want to say they're getting lucky, but it just seems like, these wins for the Timberwolves um, besides game one have just been too close for comfort. And I think this Grizzlies team is very well coached. I think they play smarter ball. So it's really tough for me to not want to back the Grizzlies here at home, just knowing how this Timberwolves team plays in the second half. It's just, it's hard to watch at this point. Yeah. They're, they're very young, you know, and that's kind of what a young playoff team can showcase sometimes just two 20 plus point leads blown in this in a single game and not really knowing in those moments of crisis which is kind of what the Celtics talked about in the beginning of their season they didn't know who to go to to weather the storm in those moments and that's where 
the Chris Pauls of the world are so valuable to just not freak out. You know, it's like a quarterback throwing an interception and coming back and, and acting like it didn't happen and driving the team down the field. So who is that for the Grizzlies? And you look at Carl Anthony Towns, which is who it should be. And he's had two very quiet games in these losses. Now, we're going to talk about player props and him in a minute. But when he gets a double-double, they've won. But he's only gotten a double-double twice in this series. And he's gone cold, really, in a couple of these. I mean, he got called out for taking the Kevin Durant game three, less than 10 field goal attempts. I think he had less than five, if I'm not mistaken. And, yeah, you look at this Grizzlies team. I mean, obviously, a number one against the spread team on the season. They've won six of their last seven against Minnesota at home. And I'm just loving what the supporting cast has done and how much grit they've shown. I mean, Desmond Bain has been incredible. 34 in the last game. He had 26 in game three. He's gone 15 to 27 from three, Liv. I mean, that's that's bonkers when you really think about it. And Jaw really hasn't popped off yet in this series, and it's still 2-2. So we may get a, a huge game from Morant tonight coming off the most improved player award. So I'm going to swallow the six. I Again, we're seeing that teams are covering in these series when they're winning. I think this is a Grizzlies. I don't want to say it's a blowout, but I think it's a get-right spot for them. I think they cover the six. I'm right there with you. Yep, I love it. All right, let's get into some too high, too low, or just right for some props on some point lines here. Let's start with Christopher State Farm Paul. 20.5 is the number, Liv. How are we feeling about this one? And are you going over or under? I mean, I definitely think the number's just right. I mean, if you look at his numbers uh, throughout this series so far, he has had great games. I think um, in two of the four games, he's hit this over. So it's not that he's not capable. It's that I don't trust him. So I wouldn't personally bet Chris Paul's line tonight because I can't, I can't take an over on a point line. That's at 20 and a half when he just scored four points. I just can't do it. I'm I just, I don't want to do it to myself, but realistically, yeah, he should. Um, in the last seven, the Pelicans are giving up around 24 points per game to opposing point guards. Obviously you remove Devin Booker from the equation. It gives Chris Paul a lot more opportunities to score. So realistically, yeah, he should hit it. Um, that should be a number that nobody has to sweat or worry about. But again, coming off a four point game, I'm not sure I want to, I want to take the prop, but I do think the line is just right. And if I were to have the courage to take the prop, I would say over for him. Uh, no D Booker. He's hit this twice in this series. Um, Good bounce back spot for him, for sure. Playing at home, like you said, those role players really stepping up. So, yeah, I think the line's where it should be. I would take the over, but I'm not going to because he just scored four points. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably a, a basket or, or two lower than it otherwise should be because of that four. And he's averaging 19.8 on the series. So it's, it's right where it should be as far as FanDuel goes. But I'm loving the over tonight. I really think this is a, a get-right spot for him. I think he realizes – what he was dealt in game four, which is an array of defenders coming at him, particularly Alvarado. I think he bounces back in a big way. And I think he realizes too. I mean, his IQ is, is probably what top three in the entire association in terms of basketball IQ and awareness. He knows it has to be him tonight. He can't just defer. He, he can get the role players going. Yes. But he needs to go old school him and David West on the New Orleans Hornets. Go pick and roll with Aiden. Work that two-man game. Hit those mid-range jumpers that he's so money at. Get into those spots. I really like the over tonight. I think he gets us 
maybe even 25 and Ooh. a Suns win. I'm I'm like it, by the way, for those listening. Chris Paul double double Suns to win minus 130 on FanDuel under that player combo section under more wagers. Very high on that tonight, but I'm taking Chris Love over that. 20 and a half. Love it. Okay, Brandon Ingram, Liv, has been cooking Woo! in this series. Very high over under, but it is 27 and a half. Is that too high, too low, just right? And where do you got this one? Uh, yeah, that number, I mean, it's it's high, but it's Brandon Ingram we're talking about here. You know, I don't, I he is that guy. Um, and he makes it just look so easy. I think he is um, the type of player that, I would trust in a playoff spot to get the job done. He is that guy. I mean, in this series, 18 points, 37, 34, 30, um, even on the road, on the road, he had 37. So he's not a guy I worry about in terms of scoring. Clearly they have struggled to defend him and slow him down in this series because he's only gotten better and better. The first game is the one that he scored 18 in. And since then he's been 30 plus in, in the other three matchups. So I, I like him tonight. I think 27 and a half is high, but when you look at what he's averaging throughout this series, it's just right for sure. Um, and I think, again, he's, he's one of those guys that I would trust to score points efficiently on the road. So uh, I would take the over for Brandon Ingram. I mean, hard not to, when you look at what he's been doing against the Suns in this series. Yeah, man, 30 plus in his last three, averaging 29.8 in the series. It's tough to fade him. I do look at that game one, though, and I wonder, can the Suns defense get back to that kind of mode with locking down the one? And I'm nervous about fading him here because all signs point to over. It's just a high number. I mean, he's not a 28-point game a game guy in the regular season. He can give you that. He can give you over 30. He's going berserk right now. I think – the home defense, I mean, this is still a top five defense in points against as far as the Suns go. And a lot of their trending stats from last year's playoffs, which is really virtually the same team, were trending on unders for the games in those in that playoff run. I think they have to limit this man. If yeah. Brandon Ingram gets 30, we're screwed on minus six. I know you're on the Pelicans, but I'm going to go under here. I, I don't feel great about it. I wouldn't bet it. But just as far as the segment goes, I think he gives us maybe a little 23, 25 and goes under and cools off a little. Just chill out, Brandon. Just chill out. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> okay, let's get to John Morant. Live 26 and a half is his over under. Too high, too low, or just right? Feels a little high um, only because he's being defended by Patrick Beverly and we haven't really seen him, as you mentioned earlier, pop off in this series. I think it also helps that he has a lot of help on offense. Guys like Desmond Bain have been really having really strong games. You've got Dylan Brooks. Um, so I don't think he really needs to perform like we've seen him perform in the regular season. So I'm going to say it's a little high and I don't know if I would personally bet it just because of the way that Patrick Beverly has been able to kind of locked down John Morant from an offensive scoring perspective. So um, I'm going to not bet this one myself. I think it's a little high. I wouldn't take the over just because of what we've seen in this series, but that's not to say he's not capable of hitting that over. He absolutely is. I just don't want to take it. <laughs> I know you make a good point with Beverly on him and he's only averaging 20 in the series. It's right where his season averages. I'm, I'm reluctant because he just won this award. So we know young guys like to put on in these special spots. It is a perfect, perfect spot for him to give us a 30 piece or more. 
I'm going to do it. I'm going to go over. I, I wouldn't touch it either, but I do think he's due for a 30-piece. I think it's tonight. I think the Grizzlies win. Jaw goes nuts. Just just hit the paint. I mean, it's the number one team in points in the paint on the season in large part because of what he did. If he can stop shooting long jumpers and get to the rack, I think he can get over 26 and a half. So I'm going to go over. Love it. All right, Anthony Edwards, 23 and a half tonight. Too high, too low, just right. Just right. He's averaging 24.8 in this series. Um, He's hit this over. I'm looking right now. He's hit this over only twice um, in this series. However, in the last seven, the Grizzlies are giving up the most points to opposing small forwards at 29. Um, So I like this to be a big Anthony Edwards game. Uh, I really love him. I really love the way that he plays. I love his his aggression. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Anthony Edwards line is just right. And I would take the over. Yeah. I mean, you look at the totals of this series and the over unders it's, it's the highest of any series. I think he's capable. I mean, geez, 36 piece in game one at their place. So he's done it there. And again, you made a good point and he's put up 24. So he's done it twice. It's tough. I mean, 20 and 19, I think, I think they coach him up tonight. I think he gets over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair, and if anyone is going to cook, it's going to be A.E., if anyone's ever said that out there. Um, So I'm going to go with Edwards over 23 and a half. I'm with you. Same. Love it. All right. Let's wrap it up with Cat Carl Anthony Towns, 23 and a half live. Too high, too low, just right. I mean, he, the only reason I'm going to say it's too high is I don't know if he's going to get in foul trouble or not. And and that's something where when we talked earlier about Carl Anthony Towns and the Timberwolves not playing smart basketball, I just don't trust taking any of his props, to be honest with you, just because of the foul trouble aspect. I don't know, um, you know, is he going to have three fouls in the first half? If that's the case, then I would hate to be on the over for his point. So I mean, looking at how he's averaged this series, he's only averaging 21.3. He's only hit that number twice. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, I think the number might be a little high just based off of what he's been averaging. And again, the foul trouble aspect, huge for me. So I would actually take the under on this one just because I don't know what kind of foul trouble he's going to be in tonight. Yeah, that's a very good point. It's it's so night and day with him. He's th- averaging 31 and almost 14 boards in game one and four when they won. And then he's not averaging a double dub and even close to that number when they're losing. And I like the Grizzlies tonight, so I'm torn. I do think he's more aggressive. I think it's right where it should be. I'm going to lean with you, though. I like the foul trouble thought here. I think they get to him early, maybe whistles on the Memphis side. I'm going to go under with you on this to wrap it up. Love when we're on the same side, Monaco. It's the best. All right. It's going to come down to whether the Pelicans cover or not. That's right. <laughs> or who cashes this episode. But it's been great, as always, for Live on Alex. Best gambling show ever. We're back tomorrow on Wednesday, Volume Sports YouTube channel. Make sure to rock with us then. See ya. The Volume.